What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV Weekly Drop. Um, a couple of things happened around um, basketball and the Australian basketball scene. Um, how you doing, Hesh? How you holding up? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Um, similar, same old, just on that grind. They're giving us light at the end of the tunnel now with the, the lockdown, talking about dates and this and that, when gyms are going to be open. That's all I'm really waiting for. I'm just waiting for gyms to get open, man. So sure. countdown is on and prepping and, you know, that, that excitement. Yeah. All the athletes I'm working with are reaching out again and stuff like that. So I think we're, we, I'm in for a pretty busy period once lockdown ends, but, you know, staying with it for now. Yeah. I think we've kind of been lucky um, with how much stuff we've been able to talk about through the off-season. It's NBA and NBL off-season. Um, and there's a couple of tournaments coming up. The Asia Cup in Jordan for the women's is starting tonight at 2 a.m. So when you guys are listening, that would have been last night. They're versing Chinese Taipei. The under-16s nationals, Australian junior champs, um, started today. Um so there'll be a couple of good games to look out for if you've got nothing to watch. Um, I think it's streamed on KO Freebies, um, which is huge, and um, YouTube as well. NBL's coming, NBA's coming, college hoops is very close, um, very exciting times coming up. So we'll get into today's show. Before we start, remember to subscribe or follow on whatever listening platform you guys are listening on. Um, it helps us tremendously. Um, and if you haven't already, please go watch Bawali's interview. Uh, it dropped recently. Um, dope interview. One of our favorites. So go check that out if you haven't already. So before we start, we'll kick it off with a few rumors that are swirling that um, don't need much explanation. James Ennis, former Perth Wildcat, who um, has gone over into the NBA. He's played a couple of years. I think he played with the Heat, the Orlando Magic. Um, he was seen in a Perth Wildcats shirt, and I don't want to jump the gun because it is just a shirt of him dunking in a Perth Wildcats uniform, but it is something that uh, Perth fans can be excited about with their third um, import spot open. The Perth win if they get James Ennis back. Ooh, James Ennis is tough, gritty, big, athletic. Do they go for, do they go for another wing? Uh, I don't they know. attack a big man. I don't know. You gotta you gotta replace Mooney. Yeah. Um, so I think you gotta try and get a big, but I mean that, that you can it's pretty I mean, rosters are built in any which way right now. As long as you, you have a, a justification for it and it works, like it can it can go any which way. So I'm not sure they definitely need a big, but they're definitely gonna miss out on something if they don't get a, a really solidified big man to hold down the paint. I think that's a stretch, man. The Perth Wildcats shirt with him dunking, coming yeah. to Perth. I get it. Like, <clears throat> it's cool. Similar to the whole, like, oh, he started following Perth or he started following the mm. NBL, which means he's definitely going to come play here. Uh, so I think it's a stretch. If they get him, it's going to really up their chances because he's a freak athlete and he's, he knows he knows the NBL pretty well. He, he kind of bounced to the NBA from the NBL. Yeah the first to kind of do that um, in the new generation um, so yeah I think I think they'll be tough with him but I, I think it's a stretch I don't think they'll get him mm-hmm. um, I think they're going to fill in the big man while we're while we're still on Perth Todd Blanchfield has unfortunately gone down uh, with a knee injury I think he underwent surgery so he's going to miss three to four months um, 
which I don't think isn't bad because I think the season is aiming to start December 10th, I think. Could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Um, but I think, yeah, he should be he should be back. I don't think he'll play the first couple games, maybe. Um, but Blanchfield's big for Perth. He was big in the finals last year when Cotton went down. So we'll see. We'll see what Perth are going to do. They've still, still yet to make a couple moves. Um, I'm a big fan of Blanchfield, so I hope he's all right. Another injury, Dan Greeter. Um, yeah, pretty unfortunate. I'm pretty sure he just came back from a big injury, and now he's gone down with another ACL. So it sucks to see that. Um, Hawks fans, pretty terrible news. So yeah, we're all praying for Dan Greeter for a speedy sure. recovery. He did. He did the same ACL that he did previously. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, sucks, man. I hate to see stuff like that. And you know, Dan Greeter is. One of those guys that I, I think is is a cool story. Like he went to the NBL Combine, yeah, and wasn't really like hyped up or nothing like that. So he just made a name for himself at the Combine. They were impressed with his athleticism, his length, his shooting ability, and then he just made himself a got himself an NBL contract. You know, like he came up from kind of without having the the biggest recruitment or you know the biggest hype around him, and he, he made it to where he needed to. So I mean, I've always kind of kind of felt felt like he was slept on a little bit and he showed glimpses of, of why he's an NBL player. Um, but, you know, that stuff like that is you never wish that on anyone. So hopefully, yeah, like you said, I hope so with him and hopefully he comes back strong. For sure. I think he played all right when he came back at the end of last season. Yeah, he did. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how he goes. Um, Travis Trice. Big news coming out of the NBL. Travis Trice um, was pretty excited for his return to the NBL. I think it put Hawks at the top of the power rankings, has gone down, uh, sorry, has left, mutually agreed to leave Illawarra because um, he doesn't want to be vaccinated. Big loss for the Hawks? Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, we spoke heavily about it last week, about Ty Webster and stuff. So without getting into the whole that whole side of it, just in terms of the loss of Travis Trice, yeah, huge loss. He's, yeah, him and him and Harvey in the backcourt, arguably the best backcourt in the league, mm-hmm. uh, just for facilitating, getting in the paint, scoring. Both of, both of those guys are absolute, yeah, they're, they're tough. So huge loss. wonder who they're going to sign. I wonder who they're going to get. It's going to be really interesting. Um, keep an eye on it, I guess. What do you reckon? Um, I think it's... It sucks. Obviously, Travis Trice, I thought, put them straight into title contention, but it uh, it does open up another import spot, and I think there's a lot of really good import guards out there, and I think whenever and anyone signs an import guard, um, I think they do a really good job. So, yeah, I think I think they'll fill his spot. I think they got Duop Reith underneath. they got uh, Tyler Harvey, Deep Roster, Sam Froling, Harry Froling. Um, we'll see. We'll see who they sign. I think it's going to be another guard. To yeah, I think it'll be spot. a guard to replace him. Uh, don't get it twisted. I still think uh, the Hawks are tough without Travis Trice. Yeah, they're running them back with a with a deep roster and they bring him back their import. Anytime you bring back an import, I think you're generally always better the second year. Yeah, because they find their stride a little bit more. Not that Harvey didn't find his stride last year; like he was devastating. But he's gonna he's gonna be even better this year, and and you know so I think I think the Hawks will still be tough regardless. But anytime you lose a guy a caliber of Travis Trice, you you definitely definitely a loss. That's for sure. For sure. 
Um, we'll get into trade topics in the NBA. Um, Ben Simmons, obviously, is a big name that's been spoken around Australian basketball fans. Um, maybe not. Maybe some people don't like to bring him up. <laughs> um, but he is on the move. There's a lot of rumors swirling, and I, I refuse to believe it, but it has officially come out now. Woj tweeted it. A couple others tweeted it that he is refusing to rock up to training camp and he's willing to cop the fines from the NBA to get out of there. Um, his agent, Rich Paul, came out and said, we don't want to be in Philly no more. Um, I think Philly are going to get rid of him as much as they say. We're trying to keep him. We're trying to be cool with Ben. I think you can't really change Ben's mind now. He's, too, he's dug himself too deep in a hole. Um, some notable places that have been brought up a lot and kind of have the pieces to kind of land Simmons is Sacramento. I mean, Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley are kind of in the wrong position over there. Um, they've got a couple of young pieces in Davion Mitchell, who they just drafted. So they've got Tyrese Halliburton. I think they have the pieces. Um, and Sacramento is always that team that comes like 12th in the West. So I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of Sac. So we'll, I think Sacramento should pull the, pull the trigger on this one, but we'll see. Another team is Portland. Um, rumors say CJ McCollum. And the other team is Houston because John Wall wants out, which we'll get into next. Um, what are your thoughts on Simmons, Simmons on the move and where do you see him landing? Yeah, I think you, the second someone like that makes up their mind, you said, you said it perfectly. Like the damage is done now. There's no reversing it. I don't yeah. think he's going to stay at Philly. He's not showing up to training camp. Done. Like he's, he's out of Philly. It's just a matter of where he's going to go. Um, um, my guess is as good as yours. I guess Wodge did Wodge tweet those three? Wodge, Wodge. No, these have just, just been swirling, and everyone kind of tr- kind of trying to piece together where kind of where where Philly's balance of how much they want cap space and who can offer such and such money. I think I've seen, I've read a lot of places that those three are the top ones that can kind of land him. For sure. I mean, I think. Could go either way. Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention Denver. But, yeah, that was uh, the one I thought I read. Yeah. Denver Denver kind of laughed at it, apparently. I don't know if that's true, but Denver laughed at the offer for Jamal Murray. So yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I doubt now, I've read that that was the most likely from yeah. probably one of the the non-credible sources on Instagram yeah. that just try and get some... some no, no, no. I, I read that as well. Denver have moved into the most likely destination. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah. I don't know what the, what the deal is. Like you always say, Woj is the one to look out for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when he says it, you know what's coming. So um, I'll keep an eye out and we like we all will. But I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not across all the contracts like that, contract sizes and, and all that type of stuff. So I just read and keep an eye out. In terms of fit, out of those three teams without taking into account what they're going to have to give up and, and the rest of it. I don't like him at Portland. Okay. I don't think he's going to, he's going to gel with, with another ball dominant guard. I genuinely think Ben Simmons is, is a, is a one guard. Like he's a point guard. He's a facilitating point guard and he needs the ball in his hands. So do you not like him at Sacramento either? Uh, Sacramento, I think is a little bit of a better fit. Yeah, if they can trade, like if you get Darren Fox out of there and Buddy Hield, have them go to Philly. Philly, they're gonna be crazy. 
Yeah. Aaron Fox and Bede, like that's a lethal combination. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Fox needs a change of scenery as well. I'm not even sure if he's in the trade talks, if they're going to get rid of him for Simmons or what. But I'd love to see Aaron Fox in a in a better environment, you know, with a coach like Doc Rivers, who who obviously has a winning pedigree, and, and then Embiid, who's proven that he can get it done as well. Aaron Fox for me is someone that's been slapped on a lot. So mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to to see him out of there. But back to Simmons, yeah, I think if he can go to someone like Sacramento, that might that might help him um, more than more than Portland. Houston for me are going to be a bit of a a rebuild team. They got a lot of young talent in Christian Wood and and Jalen. So I think they're going to be, yeah, they're going to have a bit of a rebuild year. Um, yeah. I think they're going to be too dangerous, but that makes sense if John Wall wants to get out of there. So they might they might figure that one out too. Mm. Um, so yeah, out of all those places, I think Sacramento, yeah, looks the best. Denver could potentially work, um, but I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I doubt it. I think Denver last year got a bit unlucky with the Murray injury, but before that, they um they took down the Jazz in seven, and yep. they took down the Clippers in seven. Yeah, and they lost in the uh, Western Conference Finals with a full roster. I think Michael Porter Jr. is two years older now. The whole team's kind of grown together. Jokic won MVP last season. I doubt they change anything. Denver, I'd run it back. I think they have the pieces. If they get lucky and string some wins together to make a push for the chip. Dude, yeah. who's, the, who's the guy for Denver off the bench? What's his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Monte Morris. Yeah. Dude, he is like, oh, I think he's so tough. Yeah. So like, I like Denver squad. I don't think they're going to, I think like you said, they, they got to be unlucky. They're going to run it back. Yeah, I agree. Now, my kind of where I want Simmons to go kind of leads into our next topic. I think the best fit, like you said, is Houston. But John Wall has the if not one of the biggest contracts in the nba i think he's earning 91 million over two years um something the wizards agreed on back back in however long it was 2017 when he was in his prime i still think john wall is in his prime um i'm a big john wall fan he's my favorite player so it is a little bit biased but i think in a seven game series He's one of five point guards maybe that you want to have. I don't think many – I think he's so good defensively. I think he's leading point guards in blocks all time. Um, he's just a guy I think can go hand-to-hand with anyone, and that includes Dane Steph. I think he can hold his hold himself to kind of match their level of play. Steph is a little bit out of this world, but I think John Moore's really good defensively, and he can, he's got that killer mentality on offense. So I think if you're Philly, you make this move. He can get get the ball late in game. He can take the shots. Um, he finds people, averaged 11 assists not long ago, um, puts up 20 a game. I think John Wall, Embiid, and Tobias Harris is a big, big, big problem, way bigger than Simmons, Tobias, and Embiid. Now, right, let, Rob- me ask you, let me ask you real quick. Then. Yep. If you're Philly, you're taking De'Aaron Fox or John Wall? Me personally, I'm taking John Wall. I still think he's a top. I still think he's a top five hey, point guard. I, I read it. I like John Wall, but De'Aaron's yet to prove anything to me. I think it might be because of the lack of team success. I don't know. He just hasn't gone up against playoff type basketball yet, so yeah. it's hard to judge someone on that. John Wall last year, he didn't actually play too bad. He put up good numbers, but it's a rocky. It's a rocky year with 
you know, bottom of the ladder rockets. There's not much he can do. So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for someone to take his contract um, being that big and kind of on a, you could call him washed at this point because he's had a few rocky seasons. Um, some he's been injured in and he hasn't played half the seasons. So it's hard. Um, but if I'm Philly at this point, Simmons wants out, I'd pull the trigger. I think John Moore can, John Moore can take him there. So I'm big on John Moore. I'm, I'd pull the trigger, but it's just, I don't know how the contracts match up. If you're Rockets, you get Simmons, you get a young player. Simmons gets a fresh start, surrounded by Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., um, Christian Wood. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Houston and Philly swap. I don't know what else you'd have to add in. Maybe Eric Gordon from the Rockets. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's the same mode that we always talk about, man. We can hypothesize and we can draw it up there and it's mad to chop it up and talk about it. Yeah. But we just don't know. Yeah, you never sure. know. Um, another little quick thing. Stefan Zimmerman has taken a little shot at somebody, uh, quotation marks. I think we know who it is. Um, he came on and said there was a team that pretty much locked him in for a contract and they pulled out last minute and signed another big man. So his agent got another call from another NBL team, Cairns Taipans, and they picked him up to replace Cam Oliver. The only other team that's pretty much signed a big man recently is Zoo Key at Southeast Melbourne. And Stefan Zimmerman pretty much came on and said he's going to destroy them throughout the season. So there's another game we can mark on the calendar and another game we can be excited to watch. Um, I think Zuki could be a really big problem next year. So Zimmerman versus Zuki. I, I like it. The matchup, yeah. I mean, I like it. Two big bodies, two post-up players. Zuki has some range though. I watched some tape. Like he has soft touch as well. Mm-hmm. But Zimmerman is like fundamentally sound big man that can go to work on the block. Uh, pretty productive. We spoke about him last week. I don't think he's going to be a game changer. Okay. Like a, a big time one, just based on the film that I saw. You never know. Like that could that can be deceptive sometimes. Um, but as a matchup, I, I it's hard for me. I've got to fence it this one just because I haven't seen enough of them in game situations and, and like got a vibe of their personalities and what they can bring. But they're both exciting talents. Um, and I think they're both going to be pretty solid pieces in the NBL. I like the fact that Zimmerman came out and said that. Like that's, I enjoy that type of realness. Like when he can just come out and say, "Yeah, he's he's coming for the team." You know, I would have wished he named him that. That would have been dope. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, there was a couple of people saying Southeast, so you just put two and two, two and two together. Could be, we could be wrong. Could be someone else. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Stop. We got to stop. Um, I think me and you are both kind of sleeping on cans after last season, but we can't forget that Machado carried them to third seed and they were kind of the Illawarra Hawks two seasons ago. Um, a lot of the team has changed, I guess. Kuat Noy's coming back. Um, so we'll see. Should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm well aware of the talent they have. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying not to sleep, but I'm trying <laughs> to be as objective as possible. Like just to looking at it, looking at what I feel with players and, just vibe and chemistry of what I think the team's going to do and, and how they're going to go. And I, I'm just not 100% sold. Who knows, though? New coach, new coaching staff. Machado might be rejuvenated. You know, import coming in, big body. Seems like he plays with a chip on his shoulder. You never know. They might they might make some noise and 
and do all that. But now when these rosters get finalized, we have to sit down again and do our official picks. Yeah, for sure. We've got that episode coming. We'll do a full NBA season preview. We'll run you guys through the teams um, and we'll tell you our predictions based on these final rosters. Um, I'm personally sleeping heavily on the Jack Jumpers just based on my knowledge of the roster and kind of who they have. But I was working with Dusty this week, this this weekend, and he reckons I've got one of the best, better rosters. He knows all their imports, and he goes, they are very, very good. So yeah. kind of changed my mind a little bit on them. He reckons they'll be very tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, like we always say this. When I was looking through that list and we did it, we did it what probably about three weeks ago now. Yeah, the episode where we just sat down and looked through the list, and some teams had like six players contracted, other teams finished their con- finished their roster spots. Yeah, we're trying to make predictions on who we think they'd sign and blah blah blah. Now I'm looking through the list and I, I've got it kind of been browsing over it a little bit, and every team looks tough, dude. Like yeah, I agree. It's hard. To, it's hard to tell. Like it's it's completely up in the air with certain things. I think certain rosters are just push over the edge in terms of like their, the how dynamic they are and, and how exciting they might be in terms of athleticism and, mm. and being able to, to do certain things on that front. But then some rosters are, are built with some vets and they've got a good mix. Like Tasmania, man, they got Will Magne, who's, mm-hmm. who's certified. they got Clint Steindl, who's proven to be one of the best shooters in the league. they got Jared Weeks, NBL veteran. Yeah, um, who's great leader, and they got a couple of those imports. That point guard, what was his name? Maggetti. Josh Majet. Josh Majet. Sorry if I yeah. said that wrong. Josh Majet. Um, he's tough, dude. Facilitator. Yeah, you never know. Like you can make a case. You know what yeah. I mean? I heard so, the I heard the next star is really good. European. Uh what's his name? Uh, Nikita. Nikita, Russian bloke. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, reminds you know, me a bit of Travers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, lengthy, defend mm. multiple positions. So they they will probably be tough. Yeah. Um, you just you just never never know in this sport. That's one thing I've learned. Like yep. anyone that pretends to know as well and 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 tells you, oh yeah, I told you. See, I knew that one was coming. Is capping, bro? No. Okay, we will get into our questions. Me and Hesh think of a question throughout the week that we want to ask each other, and um, yeah, we basically do that every week. So my question. It's a it's an interesting one this week. Uh, I was thinking about it. We've we've kind of been discussing it before, um, and it kind of leads to what I just said just before about Luke Travers. Now, for those who don't aren't um, reoccurring listeners, Hesh is one of Travis's Travers's biggest fans. So let me ask you this: You're a GM of a team. You have a next star option available let's just say travis is the next star you get the choice luke travis mojave king who are you taking and why (laughs) you can think about about this one let me think about this one this is a justified pause for me to just sit here and, and and let me just have a think i got some questions to rebut your questions as always I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fiend for the details. Yeah. Is now, the, wait, wait, is wait. The, Before you ask your question, is the goal to win or is it the goal to develop the player? Is a good question. That's your like, question. No, like it, that's something you could ask me. Is the goal? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to flesh out the details. Like, am I trying to win right now? Like, are we playing a game tomorrow that my life depends on, and I need to win, 
or is it like I have a two-year deal with them, like the Next Stars deal, and I can develop them into something? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go win. All right, win right now. Yeah. I'll answer both, but win right now. The other thing is, do I have the rest of my roster set, or is it this like the first pick? I've got to pick one of them to build yeah, around. First and- pick. You don't know anyone else in your roster, so it's a fresh start. Okay. Cool. All right. If I'm playing a game tomorrow and I need one of them, I'm going to take Travis. Okay. Because I think he's a little bit more experienced in the bright lights. I think he's proven that he can get it done in the league, in the NBL anyway. I think he's, yeah, I think he's shown glimpses that he can contribute meaningfully to wins and he does a lot of the little things really well. I think he's a great team defender. I think he's a he's a great rebounder. I think he great rebounder. He, yeah, unbelievable in fact. I think he's low key stupid athletic. Like I think he's I think so as well. I saw a couple of clips of him doing a little kids training camp in Perth just yeah. recently. And he does a one-hand flush and he like just gets his like tippy toes off the ground. Like it yeah, was nothing. Super long, super lengthy yeah. dude. Like I, you know this, I'm high on Travis, but I just think he has a little bit more in terms of experience. And I think he's, he's more of a pro than Mojave. Mojave still seems a little bit raw for my liking. Mm-hmm. Upside stupid. We know that, but he just doesn't. And granted he had a bad situation in Cairns. So yeah, yet to see anything from Mojave. So if I had to play a game tomorrow, I've got to go with the safe bet and take, take Travis. Okay. Now, if we yeah. talk about building and I have him for two years, yep. and that becomes a little bit closer. I, I still think Travis might edge him out. Yeah. Um, all because Mo King's upside is so big. Mm-hmm. I still think Travis' upside is big too. Like It's not like Travis has reached his potential right now. He's still yep. up and coming. He's only like a year older than him too. You know what I mean? Like, So it's not like... It's not like they're, they're years apart and Travis has been around for a lot longer. Like they're both young, they're both up and coming stars. Like, so uh, on both fronts, I'm going to have to take Travis, man. I, I just think he's too talented. I, I think he's he's got too much upside. I think he's too good defensively. I think he's too versatile defensively. I, I think Mo King serves to, Travis is more of a, a steady rotation piece that I would start and I can rely on. Mo King for me is like an X factor off the bench, come on and change the momentum of a game with some highlights and, and some big shots. Uh, but I, I just sense I sense a consistency from Travis that yeah. I really like and, and a calmness and a, a professionalism about him that I think he's ready for the pros. You know what I mean? Like he just, he, he oozes that and I'm sold on that in terms of his demeanor and behavior. So, yeah, so yeah I'm going to take Travis, man. Yeah, I can't really argue with it. You answered it pretty well, um, explained it very well. So I can't really argue with you. Um, I might have to disagree with the two-year deal. I think Mojave... Like we've seen in Cairns, even with the spurts, he's an amazing shooter, crazy athletic. Um, I just think he needs some time to mould in. Is he ready yet for the NBA? Maybe not. Um, But will he get there? I think so. People seem to forget that he was number seven on the ESPN draft board before Cairns, and he dropped all the way to 100 in a matter of months. So seventh you know like so we'll yeah, see. um 
I think I, th- I still think Mo Harvey is probably the biggest um, young name in the league next year. And I've seen him train um, with my own eyes and it's crazy. So we'll see. I, I'm big on Mojave, but I can't argue with your answer um, just because of what Travis did in the finals last year. Um, yeah. all, I, all I can see him is just snagging rebounds and running the pick and roll. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Travis, bro. I'm high on Travis. Oh yeah, we both are. And listen, this ain't no from me. We we all know, like I'm, uh, I'm not a shock value guy. That's being like Travis all day. Mojave King sucks. That ain't me at all. No, it's very I'm, close, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it's close. Like Mojave King has impressed me, and I feel bad for the kid that he ended up in a situation like last year and just didn't get get his chance man you know and i'm hoping he gets that this year because he's he's definitely nba talent and he, and he yeah. deserves his chance to get back to that draft board so uh, i mean i think they'll both end up in the league mm-hmm. uh, but right now if i had to pick I'm, I'm i'm picking travis yeah if you said that to someone a year ago they'd call you crazy uh, you know what's crazy about that what's that i may have said that a year ago yeah for sure I think most I just, of us would have. I've been following this kid, Travis. I've, I've had a bit to do with him, just the tiniest, tiniest bit. And I've yeah. seen him in person and I've worked him out once and just seeing what he's about. And he's, he's, he's just, I'm, I'm high on him, bro. Like yeah. he's he's quiet, stays reserved, didn't say too much, doesn't say too much at all. And he's in his little world. Like he's he's very, he's a bit quirky and stuff. And But he's all about business, bro. And I love that. So Yeah, for sure. It amazes me how Travis wasn't ranked in the top 100 for next year. There can't be 100 players better than him. Wow. There can't. There can't be. All right. Let's get into your question. All right. Here's my question. We've had a, a little while to digest the, the Boomers campaign. Mm-hmm. Tell me your starting five for 2024. Wow. Okay. Um I'm assuming that Paddy Mills, before I start, how old is Paddy? Okay, so Paddy Mills is 33. I just had a quick look. And the Olympics in 2024, it's not in four years, it's in three years because of the COVID year they just skipped. So 36 years old is pretty old. Like most guys retire at 36. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Paddy Mills is looking like he might play until then. Um, But starting on the boomers on the top stage, I don't think so. I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't think so. Interesting. Ben Simmons will be starting at the one. Got you. Have a think about it. Do I throw out some names for you? Dyson Daniels will be starting at the two. Damn, okay. Throwing Dyson up there. Matisse Thibel will be starting at the three. Uh huh. I think we'll still have Jock Landau at the five and the four. Do I run Nick K? How old's Nick K? Nick K is about 30. Then I think we can run Nick K because that dude knows how to play basketball. So it doesn't matter how old he is. He's 29. Yeah, we're running the K. All right. So I've got Simmons, Dyson, Matisse, Nick K, Jock Landau, and then six man. You've got Josh, Dante Exum. You could probably have Patty Mills as our kind of voice. Uh-huh. Um, 
Jingles. Jingles will be well done by then. I think so. Yeah, he'll be well done. Mm, okay. He's a spot up shooter, but he, he's he. Oh, no. Um, I wasn't. Years, you think I, wasn't done? I wasn't a big fan of his defense against the US. He's got to move. He's got to move his legs. Yeah, I feel so, you. Um, so I think we'll go young and fast. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We might have a couple young guys coming through. Josh Green, obviously, he'll he'll be the three off the bench. So you're missing we'll out one guy, bro. Who am I missing? Travis, man, he's going. Oh, Travis, <laughs> he's gonna be there. I nah, don't care what you say. Maybe. All we'll right. See. You want to hear mine? Yeah, let's hear it. I agree with you with Ben Simmons at the one. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you, Landale at the five. Okay. I like those two. I think Landell's going to develop in the league with the You're not going to start Thibault? No, no, no. I, I think Ben Simmons at the one, Landell at the five. Yeah. Uh, Thibault on the wing. I think he's proven himself that he's he should have played way more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start Josh Green at the two, the okay. other wing. So we're going to have one of the most athletic teams in the world. Mm-hmm. Start. Now, this four spot becomes really interesting. Do we go small? Because you've got Ben Simmons who can defend the four. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't need to worry too much about mismatches and things. So we could just put a sniper there. Could put a guy like, yeah, anybody. Any of these. Patty Mills could even even play there. And you slide Thibault up to the four on offense. You play four out, one in with Landale, five out with Landale, stretching the floor too. Patty Mills could slide into that starting lineup. You know, kind of do what Delhi did this year, but but as a, at a much more efficient level, you know, that veteran voice to start games and stuff like that, playing off the ball to Simmons, and they can play a little bit on the ball at times as well. So Paddy Mills is an option at that fifth starting spot. I think young kids like Dyson is an option as well, depending on how he develops over the next three years. He could it's, shoot up. I've just had to think about it while you've been saying that, and Dyson's getting drafted next year, and then he only has two years in the league. So he'll, he'll probably... be similar to, to me. I think Dyson will be similar to Josh Green. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be used in spot minutes. Even yeah. though I think Josh Green should have played a lot more this campaign. You might be right. I think Dyson might might just be on the fringes there. I think Giddy will be on the fringes too. I think Giddy will will kind of be finding his feet um, with that situation. So that 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 fifth starting spot for me is is a bit of a toss up. I think Ingles has a chance as okay. another vet because we're pretty athletic with Green and and Thibault and Simmons. I think you can hide Ingles a little bit defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't need to be the premier defender like this time around he was probably the, one of the better defenders we had in the starting lineup with Paddy Mills and Delavadova so it was like he was guarding certain guys and so I think that's that's an option then there's obviously like the tool maker mm. like the guys like that that are just coming through that are going to put their hand up um, you know uh, Thon maker might be healthy so you slide Thon, yeah. to the four and Thon to the five yep so, I mean, it's yeah. There's a there's a lot of options there. Um, so I've kind of like just just named a few. But if yeah. I had to pick one, I'll go with Patty. Damn, at thirty six years old. Yeah, I think he'll be that veteran leadership voice. Still be a sniper, stretch the floor a little bit, adds a bit of shooting. So I'll go Simmons, Patty, Josh Green, Diebel, and Landau. Damn. Who's at who's at the helm? They'll run it back with Gorgian. Yeah, I reckon. They'll have no to doubt. give you another crack if he wants it. If not, sure. they've got some choices. Hey, yeah, honorable mention, Travis. Travis will be there in the boomer squad. I'm telling you right now. 
He's yeah. going to be there 2024. He's going to be that versatile guy off the bench that just d- defends everyone and does changes games. He's going to win us a few games in, in a Boomer's uniform. Mark my words. All right. We'll come back to that in three years. <laughs> you know this. We'll still be doing this weekly drop. Yeah, episode 756. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll wrap it up there. Make sure you guys like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you guys are listening on. Um, we appreciate you guys joining us every week if you are coming back every week. Um, and we'll catch you on the next episode.